is the Introverts Bubble Podcast with me, Anung of Courageous Creativity, a place for us introverts and homebodies to get out of our heads and have some adventures. I would love it if you would jump on iTunes to leave a review or go to the site and give a donation. Today I thought we'd talk about something that most introverts don't really want to talk about is losing friends and finding new ones. Because it's really hard enough to keep the ones we have and being able to cultivate them. It's like the idea of having to find new friends because we lost someone's are just kind of, it's kind of hard to do. And at first, I mean, introverts, we don't want a lot of friends in the first place. We like just spend time with ones we have, getting going deeper, discussions, and just learning more about each other. But like, no matter who you are, losing an actual friend is heart-wrenching. Whether or not it's a slow drifting apart kind of thing or a big blowout, and whether or not it was truly needed. Because usually most friendships that you lose has is been done for a reason. You drift apart, you don't have as much in common, which is nothing wrong with that. Like, you no, know, you're not bad people. And other ones are just, you change in different directions, which can be hard for others to accept, which is kind of hard because then they start, almost they're, they're almost they're meaner about it. And they are almost rude about how you change and somehow it's your fault and you're almost a bad person because you're not alike anymore. And it makes you question the friendships you have after losing even just one, like whether or not the ones you have are going to leave you as well or how much you can actually trust them. Like you start questioning like, what what did you do wrong? What did, what was, what are the things you could have changed I'm, it's kind of just one of those weird things that, for especially for most introverts, we do blame ourselves for it because it's hard to keep our friends. We know that. We know we're kind of, we're considered hard people to be around sometimes and we don't always, not really, that's the words accommodate, but we don't, we don't always compromise as much for certain things that everyone expects us to compromise for. Like we're just supposed to be able to go to parties that everyone wants to go to. And do all these things that we find so shallow, which is, for us, is so much, it's worse. Like, why would you want to live that way? Why would you always want to compromise on things that are important to you? And especially in the society, and ours, and like an American one, like extroversion is such a, it's such a norm, which I hate the word norm, because it's not normal, it's whatever, normal, normal is a constructed, like most everything in our society. And, like, some of the things you all start thinking about is, like, how can you not repeat what happened, what went wrong with one relationship in the other ones that the people around you now? You start kind of questioning, are you a good person? What did you, again, like, what did you do wrong? What could you have done better? Um, did you, were you not listening enough? Did you not give them what they needed? And you kind of, there's those strange things that you question as any person, really. And again, with like anyone with anxiety, it gets worse because you're not so sure and you always have those thoughts going through your head in circles of 
what else you did wrong. It's always kind of about you. But after a while, some of the better questions kind of start coming up. Is like, especially the biggest one is of what you can learn from that. What, what can you do better in the relationships you already have or the ones in the future? And you start seeing that with any relationship, it is both sides. It's never just your fault. Unless you somehow completely flaked on people and talked behind their back. Really, that the, which most people don't do. Yes, there are a couple of them. And they'll never believe that they're wrong. And that's completely different. If you do believe you're wrong, that what I found out, you believe you're, you did wrong in the very beginning and start questioning yourself later that maybe it was both of you, that usually means you're not as bad of a person as you think. Because bad people, narcissists, psychopaths, all the people do not blame themselves. They are who they are. Everyone else is supposed to just get out of the way or do what they want. And that guilt and shame usually kind of helps helps me to realize that I'm not as bad as those people make me believe or even myself make me believe. I mean, we're all always learning and growing. And that alone can pull you apart from the people around you. Changing jobs, schools, moving, finding new hobbies, all those things. Or you stop, like, some people, like, you start, you stop doing things. Like, you stop going out partying sometimes. You don't drink as much. Or your work schedule kind of is all over the place. Especially when you're a morning person, you took a really, really early morning job. Like I did, where I had to get up at 3 in the morning to get at a coffee shop at a hotel. Yes, I got off at 10 a.m., but a couple of my friends I lost because they would not try to do anything earlier with me, especially on their days off. Even like a Saturday, they could not do something at lunchtime. It's like, it's really not that hard. You still got to sleep in. In their minds, it's kind of like, fun stuff happens always at night. I'm like, bitch, I'm on the other side, so I can tell you it's not always fun at that. <laughs> I mean, so, and the thing is, like, sometimes you, what you have in common with some of these people goes away or becomes less important or just less in your life. And some people do not handle that well. Some are not able or willing to grow with you in any way. Or to try new things. To try new things that you have in your life. And caring too much about having too much control over their lives. Like they they care so much about control that they don't... They don't see that they're strangling everyone else around them. To fit in like a, like a box. Which I hate having to say box all the time. It's such a cliche thing, but that's pretty much what it is. Like, everyone has their own, like, space in their lives, and so many people just cannot allow them to grow or anything else. They kind of have them as a, like, a stereotype or just what they believe the person is, but they don't know everything about them, and they don't allow them to grow. Like, I had a couple of friends in high school who just thought, like, I just sat, I just sat at home and did nothing because I... I sit at home and read and I journal all the time. I was kind of like, well, at that point, we didn't have a, I didn't have a car to be able to drive around. And I like to freaking read. And half the time, me and my friends, we'd either go to each other's houses and read <laughs> because we're like that or watch manga or read manga or watch anime. Like we did, we're things like that. But didn't make me a worse person. But all of a sudden, I get to college and I, stayed abroad and I went traveling and all those different things and they're kind of like well you don't go any places you just you don't do shit I'm like that was years ago when I didn't have money 
or means of transportation. Like, shit changes. Stop, like, let people kind of show you who they are, not what you want them to be. And yes, you are supposed to make sure you still do some of the things you used to do with these friends. Unless, like, you, all that you did with them is drinking all the time. And you don't want to do that anymore. That's completely different. But if you, especially with people, like, who had kids, I have no problem. I have, I have a lot of friends who have kids. I will make sure that we do things that they can bring their children with. I will curb my swearing. I have a strange thing that I learned from uh, doing this cover, customer service that <laughs> if I don't think, oh, shiitake, <laughs> like you, start, you start throwing words in there and like, oh, fud, Rutgers. And <laughs> especially when my one friend said, Dara looks at me and I think she she's old enough to know she's heard a couple of swear words. She looks at me like, I know what you wanted to say. But then now that I couldn't, nah, I didn't say it, she can't, she can't say it either. But I, the, the point is, is that since I am, I do that sometimes, I do expect her to have times where we go out just as adults. Even if we're just freaking sitting at a coffee shop and talking or sitting at a friend's house and just watching a movie. Like, it doesn't have to be what we used to completely, but the, uh, the point is that we need to be able to still do things as, like, a pair or, like, a small group and everything else without the extra thing that you got put in there. Like, make the time to hang out. And you have to make sure you remember to call and text them for certain things. Since I know she works all the time and she has a kid, I won't text her after, like, 8 p.m. Usually closer to 7.30. I don't do it too early, so, like, okay, my time period to call and text her is this time. But if she's open for it, she will call or text me later. And that's how I know I can do a little more at different times. But that's just, like, a different boundary to do. But that effort also needs to be both ways. They should be doing some of the work and compromise. And especially because the ones who have such a problem with you changing or growing in life are the ones who will, I feel like, they'll, they'll, they'll hold on too hard and they'll put their foot down and, and they expect you because you're the one to change. You're the one that's the problem. So you're the one that should be doing more of the work. And my best friend from high school, we stopped being friends right after college. Like, she was great. I have great memories from her and everything else. We grew apart. And our, what we wanted in lives and everything else was just different. And I thought we could have worked around that. But she just wanted to hold on to ways, things of being different. She didn't want it to be that way. She wanted always where I was supposed to make her a bit more of a priority, a call her more often like but again problem, my problem was that I started dating and for me I started dating later so she had years of me to herself but after a while yeah I did a lot of stuff with him he was my first boyfriend we were both adults so we all had money to go do shit but she got tired of it instead of like hey can we not always talk about your boyfriend or can you do more stuff with me she just she would make rules up or I couldn't talk about him, period. So which means I couldn't really talk about what I wanted, what I did in life because she would just like, well, you can't talk about that. It has to do with him. Well, the whole the half, 
of the shit I did this week had to do with him because he was in some of my college classes or my parents invited him to dinner. I couldn't talk about what my something my brother said at that dinner because he was there. That got really freaking ridiculous. And after a while, I, it was only me doing all the work. I, like, she she actually, like, after a while, made it so it's somehow my problem, my fault that everything's going on. And yes, I should have not have ghosted on her at the very end, but I got tired of doing all the work and being blamed for everything. And I, I don't think she's a bad person. She's still friends with some of my friends. We just can't, we just couldn't be friends anymore. Because I don't believe in having that kind of restrictions on people you're supposed to care about with their own lives. I always feel like she, she, I heard that she had another friend that wasn't allowed to talk about her mental illness because it was, it was depressing or it was just taking up too much of the time and she didn't want to talk about it. I'm like, that's, just, that's ridiculous. That's not how a friend is. But again, like, I don't believe she's a bad person. I think she's just stuck in her ways and I couldn't be a part of that. I tried to apologize for the things that I did do, but I was after a while I got tired of being the scapegoat for everything. And I am much happy about it, but I refused to not not talk about her because she was part of so much of my life. And that's the same thing. Like, yes, you had some friends that you might have lost. That doesn't mean you can't talk about them. That's, that is your past. Um, you don't. You have the choice of how much you do want to talk to her or not. And no one else should have the right to tell you what you can and cannot talk about them. Hell, I still have people that are kind of like, oh, I didn't like her. She was such a bad person. Like, no, 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 no. Just because we're not friends anymore doesn't mean you get to talk shit about her. Especially since she's not, <laughs> she's not in my life. And now you're pretty much talking about her back. Doesn't mean, that doesn't mean you're allowed to do that either. She's still a good person. I hope the best from her. I don't want anything bad to ever happen to her. So it's kind of like. She still taught me some great things in life. She helped me figure out how to process my emotions better. And how to be, how to get closer to people. Which was really hard on me at that point because I had moved at that point like 16 times by high school. So it was just, I say about yeah, 15, 16 times by that time. So I didn't, I had a choice to make long lasting friends. And so, yes, it sucks to lose friends, but finding one, finding new ones sucks even more, at least for me, because I, <laughs> honestly, it took, it takes having like one or two really good extroverted friends to get me more friends in life. So <laughs> I literally had like two friends and through them, I had like, a, I got branched out to having like four or five more and that's how it works for most of us. And and problem is about making friends now is that we don't have the time we did as kids. And there is research out there. What was it Kansas City University? I'll put the link in the show notes to this study that to have someone just become a friend from an acquaintance to a friend takes 50 hours. And that feels about right once you actually look at when you, when you have like school and everything else, you have. You make friends there because you talk in class, there's in between classes, lunchtime, there's sleepovers, 
afternoons together, if you go to camp, I mean, walking around the mall, like, there's all these different things that you can spend, it's easy to spend 50 hours together. Well, now you don't really have to, you have work. And I guess supposedly in that study, they say work doesn't really count because you're stuck there doing all these different tasks. Like, yeah, you can kind of talk at, at the water cooler and the lunchroom and everything else, but you don't get the in-depth talking most part. Like every once in a while, people do get like one or two coworkers that do become friends because you go out afterwards. You actually leave the office to have lunch together and actually get to talk. So that, that does help. But here are a few ways that I have found getting friends in this day and age, being a, an adult and an introvert and actually purposely getting rid of a good number of people in my life that weren't fitting in it very well. First one, which is quite easy for most people, is actually being online. You look on there, Facebook groups. Find ones of your specific interests that are local. There are a bunch of them all over the place. Tuesdays Together is the local chapters for the Rising Tide Society. So creatives, businesses, photographers, wedding industry, like if you're anything to do with that, find them for Facebook group and they have um, meetings at least once a month. Usually means Tuesdays together. It means I think it's the second Tuesday of every month. Um, if you have interest on, say, anime, there are conventions everywhere. There are Facebook groups. There's forums on Tumblr for finding things. If you go to any of the conventions, you'll find people there to talk to and have friends. Um, if you have, like, exercise, uh, the Tone It Up Girls, TUI Girls or whatever, Beach Babes or anything else, they have the hashtags online. They have groups that are local ones. If you put things on Facebook or um, Instagram, which their hashtag, you can find people all the time that are in their areas, and they have meetups all the time. There are church groups, whether real other religious thing, alumni to colleges, um, people who love tractors. Oh my god, I did see that at a in a local <laughs> magazine. I was kind of like, really? I didn't think people love tractors that much. I mean, I mean, they like it. There's Minnesota's pretty big in farming. But just doing a search, especially with Facebook, they have Facebook events. Get enough um, stuff looked up on events and like like a few of them and they'll start giving you better ideas for other things. There are, I mean, Minnesota is really good for creatives and just trying new things. Like I'm going to be taking a leather lat, like a leather um, workshop to how to make like a uh, was it a computer case on leather and how to do it and just kind of give you a basic stuff. And I found that through a Facebook event that someone else or my other friends on Facebook had. Like, I'm very big on not having a lot of people on my Facebook because I'm very private. I don't need to, I don't need that many people. I think as of right now, I have a hundred and like 10. And that's after I like got rid of like maybe nine people. I say every year I like, um, I delete people. I don't, I try to keep as close to a hundred as possible because I really don't talk to that many people. That that many people need to know what's going on in my life. Just, I have no problem going over that if it's actually interacting with people and we actually seem to care about each other, which is after a while for some people you don't. 
Um, and through Facebook too is uh, Eventbrite is a place that's pretty much you get tickets for all the events around your area. You can go search on that thing just through your local area and on different interests or just a straight area. And they'll give you free events, concerts, um, home and garden shows. And they'll be, and they'll tell you, like, if they're free to whatever how much they cost. And it's not that hard to find ones that are, like, $10 all the way to free all the time. Weekly. And I understand some people don't live too close to, like, a city. But just seeing what's out there and everything else, you can always have, like, make, like save up some money, get some time off, make a weekend of it. Go through an event, go see something in the city that's nearest to you. And, yes, it's going to suck because you're going to have to talk to a lot of strangers and those things. And it's a little bit easier for me as an introvert because I'm very used to being the new kid wherever I am. I mean, as of right now, I think I've I've moved almost 20 times. So I'm very used to being the new person and having and feeling that uncomfortableness and embarrassment of having to talk to new people all the time. So it's not always a not always a problem for me. I'm I'm very used to it. It still sucks. I still I still have the anxiety, I still have the embarrassment of having to talk to new people all the time. But having that actual interest that's common helps a lot. Or if you go to the different classes where it's for beginners. You all can be beginners and suck together. And that's a very good bonding thing. Some of the some of my good friends from aerial class, I've started. We all started around the same time together, and we did great because we we all we all felt stupid. And I'm not gonna lie, we all look stupid in some of those pictures. And it took months before we start taking pictures of what we were doing. Like, oh, it actually looks graceful. I'm like, yeah, it hurts like fuck. And it took. If you got a video of the whole me getting to that position, I look ridiculous. But we all knew that, and that's the fun part of it all. Now, the second thing you can do is one you may not like. <laughs> is actually going out with the friends you already have for some of the things they already do that are in groups and people that you don't know. <laughs> like some like you go with them to an, one of their other friends like barbecue or go and meet a bunch of them at the bar to like talk or play pool or whatever. I don't most bars have pools, right? <laughs> I, it's been a it's been a few years, and the most of them I've been to have been in Ireland, and they don't have pools and their bars there, so it's a very different uh, thought for me. But you already have something in common with them. They for for a good chunk of the people, especially when my friend tells me like, "Oh, this is my good friend," like they especially with they if they know me. I let they let me know. The, the degree of friendship they are with people. When they say, like, certain, a certain way, like, oh, this is my, this is my friend. I usually know, like, okay, they're pretty much more than an acquaintance. They hang out with the same group of people. I won't trust them as much. But you have someone who says they're a good friend, or we've known each other since high school, we go to do these things together. Yeah, I'm going to trust them and be a little more open to talking to them more. And... Having that connection there with the one friend or not. And they'll be able to kind of tell me like, oh yeah, you all, you both love doing martial arts. Like you can start talking. Like that gives me like an in to a conversation that I can like go into a direction into affinity with. Like I can talk about judo for 
for like 40 minutes easily because I did it for years and that's where I met my husband. So it's kind of just, it's easy to talk about. And it gives you, again, that, that trust that's a little easier to work with because it's kind of hard when you're first meeting people. Like you don't want to talk about too much because you don't trust nobody in these situations. And which is kind of hard because you need to kind of be a little bit vulnerable to get people to want to hang out with you more, but not too vulnerable because then it's maybe dangerous to give that information out or not vulnerable enough that people are kind of like, you're kind of boring or you hold your standoffish. So there's that really delicate balance that a lot of introverts kind of have a problem with, with how much is enough to connect with people. Like, how much can you just talk about? What can you not? I'm like, of course, you don't only really talk about uh, an argument you just had with your significant other and someone you just, like, met. But you can kind of like, oh, yeah, I like to paint. Like, no one in my family's really creative, so it's just kind of a fun new thing for myself. That's being a little bit personable without being too much. But don't, like, throw shit in there. It's kind of like, I need to fill my wall because it's really tall. And I have all the other things in there. It's kind of like, you know, that sounds like you're rich. Don't need to brag about it. But also, I don't need to tell any people what money I got. <laughs> I don't need someone following me home and thinking they're going to rob me. But that's just my fatalistic thought process. And that's very strange of me. And I know. But that's just how I am. And usually my friends are pretty fine with it. Because I've had to get them out of situations before. At least the ones I still have know that pretty well. My newer ones probably don't know that as well. They all know I'm weird. It's kind of hard to hide that. I can kind of hide it for the first like hour or so. And if only you only meet for an hour the first couple times, I can keep most of it under wraps for a little bit. And I try to at least for the first time we meet and then bring it out a little bit in the second time because I don't want to scare people away. But it's just who I am. <laughs> I am an odd person. I have I have different interests than most people. And there's nothing wrong with that. You will find your own people. You will lose friends because of them. And whatever new things you do will probably help you make you lose friends or make them a different part of your life. Maybe they're not as close anymore. Or they, I mean, it could be both, both of you. I have some friends that I'm still very close with, but I don't talk to as much because they have children. And, of course, they should take their time taking care of their children. That is important. They are little little beings that need the attention to stay alive. And that is quite important, partially because since I'm never going to have children, we need more intelligent, empathetic, and compassionate people in the world. And my friends are trying to raise human beings like that. And we need more of those. And so I have no problem letting them take the time to teach their little ones to be better people. Especially since I have a couple of friends that are like, I'm going to have like three kids. I'm like, fine, you're taking one of mine. I have no problem with that. Because <laughs> I don't want to have any, then you can take my, whatever, my 2.4. What's that average that they always tell you you're supposed to have? 2.5? I feel like four is an odd number, but whatever. Either way, you're going to lose some, you're going to gain some. It may feel worse the older you get, losing them and trying to find new ones. 
but honestly, take it as much as much fun as possible. It's not the end of the world. There's always something you can connect with with other people. Thanks for listening. For full show notes or to give a donation, head over to courageouscreativity.co slash blog slash podcast 21. And as always, please leave a review. 